Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, welcome um, back to the sixth episode of The In Between with Erin and Mary Kate. I can't believe we're at six. I That's know. so exciting. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I we mean, have a really exciting show today. We're going to be, just to give you guys a little preface, um, we have two incredible, incredible guests that were so kind as to sacrifice their, what's today? Monday. Monday, Monday night. We have Kathleen Fatika, who we'll hear from a little bit later, and my good friend from home, Casey DiLoretto, who, will be be- who we will be hearing from after Kathleen. Um, and they are going to be talking about, so... We, Erin and I were both interested in exploring a little bit more the concept of living between two places. Um, and as I've kind of touched on before, I kind of feel like I'm in between living in like Boston and Chicago sometimes. And we've talked about like living between two places when we're traveling and living out of suitcase and stuff like that. Um, and I really was interested to hear more about actually living between two homes um growing up for people who have whose parents are separated yeah yeah, and who have two separate homes where they um divide their time and their clothes and you know all of that between and what that kind of entails gets really interesting and something that doesn't get talked about enough yeah Um, yeah i mean for sure yeah um but before we get into that um Let's joke around a bit. Um <laughs> yeah, so we just want to give you a little week update. Um we we're not um too crazy about talking about the news. I mean, last episode is kind of a it got pretty political. Yeah, it got pretty political, which is okay. I mean, I I love talking. It's about, necessary, yeah, but it's but not just, always fun. When we get in the studio, <laughs> I'm just ripping jokes right and left. So <laughs> um so this is the only news that we're going to address today is this video of Trump. <laughs> talking about yeah you have to play okay um he's talking about well he's talking about the border issue and immigration um up from mexico into the united states all Um, tying back to like the wall yeah all tying back to the wall Um, and all this stuff (laughs) so this is just a little (laughs) clip that we're gonna play of our president talking about that the southern border it's two thousand miles down from our southern border I wish Mexico would stop them, but they have their own difficulties, frankly. I understand that. We're working along well with them, and they are doing a lot of things to help us with asylum and other elements of what we're doing. But mothers who love their daughters give them massive amounts of birth control pills because they know their daughters are going to be raped on the way up to our southern border. Think of that. Think about it, guys. <laughs> Think about it. Now, okay, so putting aside all of the racist <laughs> things that are implied in that statement, I want everyone to listen very, very closely to what I'm about to say. The president of our country, <laughs> of the United States of America, believes that the more birth control you take, the less chance you have of getting pregnant. <laughs> so, okay, so what he's telling me is, you know, if it's Friday night and I'm headed out to the bar trying to find a companion for the night, so to speak, I should load up on my birth control pills yes. before heading out. That's what the president says, Mary Kate. You so I should him. chase my birth control pills, chase my shots with birth control pills. Exactly. <laughs> that's what you have to do unfortunately <laughs> the thing is this is hilarious but I'm it's so also terrifying but it's more funny it's it not, is i mean and that's <laughs> <laughs> i am just i'm i'm appalled i'm depalled i cannot believe um, it and it, it's like this is hilarious but when you think about the fact that our leader of our country actually thinks that that's what birth control pills do and has zero conception of the female reproductive system right it's terrifying i'm trying to think of a drug that's similar to that like where you take it to prevent something um like airborne yeah right take to so you don't get sick prevent getting sick it's as simple as that yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
I just think it's absolutely hilarious. It's wild. Um, but Anyways. in other news and less uh, <laughs> universal news, let me talk a little bit about our weeks as just... How was your weekend, Erin? My weekend was good. Yeah? Um, yeah, you know, just went out on the town, mm-hmm. went on a couple dates. Oh, yeah. um, I feel like I didn't already know this. Yeah, I know. This, but like, keep, go- keep going. Go uh, on. No, I was just thinking about what it's like now in our day and age to date is so different than what it was a couple, honestly, a couple years ago. Because we have this new invention of like internet dating, which seems to get more and more lazy like mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. Um, you know, like it was introduced to us as like eHarmony and Match.com mm-hmm. and now it's just as simple as like Tinder swiping left and right or whatever. Do you want to know, sorry, I just saw eHarmony is like really trying to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, I saw an ad today when I was watching Hulu and it's like eHarmony. It's like, have you seen the ad of that guy like on a mountain bike, like at the top of a mountain and he's like, I'm, I'm sick of endlessly swiping. I'm looking for the real thing. That's why I signed up for eHarmony. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like this really jacked white dude with next to a mountain bike on top of a mountain. Yeah, you can't find any dates because you're literally living on top of a mountain. Um, maybe come down from the mountain yeah, maybe, and look yeah. to meet actual people yeah. and not like Like you're foxes. literally only going to find like, yeah, eagles, bald eagles. No, but what I was going to say is what's so refreshing is that um, I went on some like actual dates. Like I met these people in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I was like, this is, well, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, I think um, these dating apps and stuff put way too much emphasis on like romantic relationships and they take, um, they take like the sort of getting to know the person out of it because yeah. when you meet someone, it's kind of organic and you just, you, you know, if you like them. Yeah. And you can sort of, you come at it as like this is just another person that I'm meeting and then you know maybe you feel romantically about them whereas these dating apps are just like I'm only looking for romance or whatever right um, you lose I think what it's I think it's very difficult to be in ugh, this is gonna sound bad but like I just feel like when like relationships start organically it's the initial meeting and that kind of like pre dating rapport that you had already built with them that is what drives the relationship yeah, and makes exactly. it work and that is you can't have that with a dating app because exactly. you're me it's also like going on a blind date i guess it is which is i mean my grandparents met on a blind date my parents <laughs> did i tell you a story about how my parents met i think you did okay so my i'll really quickly so my parents call they there was this radio show in the 80s i don't remember what it was called but it was basically like kind of like a 80s version of tinder like you called into this radio show and like described like yourself like your age occupation whatever where you live and you would listen to the descriptions of other people and then decide who you wanted to be set up on a date with and so that's how my mom and dad met and they like went on basically a blind date from this radio show which is basically like the radio version of tinder um and yeah that's interesting yeah i like it and the the my my newspaper at home the boston globe has this i'm sure chicago has had something similar but like at home the boston globe (laughs) i think we know it (laughs) they do this thing where you can like write in and give a description of yourself and they'll like also set you up on a blind date with someone else yeah this girl from my high school oh my god that's (laughs) hilarious my mom was like ricky did you know like so-and-so like submitted into this like Uh, dating column in the globe and i was like oh i don't know i should honestly do it but um no Anyways, but we're um, starting a new segment on our show where we uh, will take oh, in people. Oh, that would be nice if we did sweet. that. Where we take in okay. descriptions of people. If, if anyone is interested, please Tweet send us, at us email us. Do you want to read our email for people oh, who don't yeah, already have it? The in between dot radio dot depaul at, at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just yeah. send us anything that you want to hear on the show. Side note. Yeah. Um, and if you'd be interested in being set up on a blind date. Yeah. Also email us because yeah. that'd be a cool thing to do. That would be nice. Um, um, what about your week? How was your weekend? It was good. I was just talking to um, our lovely, one of our one of our two lovely guests this evening, Kathleen. I made her watch the show because it's so good. So I babysat most of the weekend. Um, and uh, when I was babysitting, I started this new Netflix show that my friend Natalie told me about. It's called Dating Around. And it's a reality show and it's basically like this bachelor slash bachelorette gets set up on five blind dates and it just shows like oh my god it's so cringy like it's so cringy because it you know like 
when you're on a date with somebody and you just like run out of things to talk about or you just like or for me like my I think one of my biggest insecurities is like awkward silence and so I think I when I'm on dates I tend to over talk because I just am so fearful that there's going to be like an awkward silence yeah. and I'm not going to know like what to do um so so it includes all those cringy moments so it's wonderful and it's basically just like about all these people going on these dates like they have an episode with they have an episode with a guy who's a widow he's like 75 years old and he's just looking for like a life partner to like travel with yeah I know it's like it's really good then like people our age they have like gay people straight people it's really really good I highly recommend it but um, there's this one girl it's the second episode I don't remember her name Kathleen what's her name (laughs) it's like gooky or something Anyways, she's like 36 years old and is divorced because she was set up in an arranged marriage. Um, and she basically gets like terrorized by one of her blind dates. God, like, what like happens? Because she's like is opening up to him about her marriage and what went wrong. And she's like, yeah, I was never actually in love with him. I just married him because I had to. And then he was like, okay, so, but did you tell him you loved him? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, so you lied to him. So if you lied to him for that long and married him, how do I know you're going to be trustworthy with me uh, or truthful relax. with me? And then she goes, what you're describing right here is a cultural conflict because I was set up in an arranged marriage in my strict Indian culture that you do oh. not understand. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but anyways, I highly recommend the show Dating Around on Netflix. I watched it in literally like one sitting. Like I think it's like six episodes. It's great. Um, but yeah, it just really, it gives you a really good, it's nice to be on, like the fly on the wall in like an awkward date setting because like, I mean, a blind date and like a Tinder date or Bumble date or whatever are like very similar mm-hmm. um, because I think on most blind dates, like whoever you're is setting you up shows you pictures of them at least beforehand mm-hmm. or describes you to them. So like, yeah. I think they're kind of similar. And so like, I just think like, it's so funny. People that I know that work at bars are always like, tell me that they, um, are like okay like oh like how do you think that this couple knows each other like what oh, date num- what, what number do date do you think this too. is i work in an ice cream shop really people tell. go on dates though? yeah they do oh cute more so in the summertime but yeah can you tell when it's like a uh, blind I think I date can. slash yeah. online date that's i funny. think i can tell um but, like, or when making someone's no like waiting contact? for someone yeah, yeah and, and like looking like, oh, around yeah, I'm waiting for someone and then they just don't know exactly oh. when that person walks in yeah that's sweet um but i think i actually saw a first date the other day and they stayed there for a very long time really they were enjoying each other's company. That's good. Yeah, they ate so much ice cream. <laughs> it's gross. Had a lot of farts. <laughs> <laughs> they were very gassy. Um, All right. So yeah. So let's start getting into the depth of the show. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna play a really short song yep. that I really like to listen to. It's really chill, and then we'll be back with our guest Kathleen. Kathleen. So we'll be right Don't back. Don't go anywhere yeah, with the in between with Aaron and Mary Kate. <laughs> we're back. We're back with the in between with Erin. And Mary Kate and Kathleen. Kathleen. Welcome our guest, Kathleen. Thank Hi. you to our Thank you so much audience. for coming, Kathleen. Thanks for having me. Kathleen's one of Kathleen's in our top five exclusive VIP in between fan club. Oh yeah. So she sure. definitely deserves this spot here. Yeah. Thank She's you. an avid listener. One day we'll have the number one. My dad. Until then. <laughs> Is he listening tonight? I don't know actually. He didn't I don't, say I that don't he know was. either. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> usually tells me. So my dad's Kathleen. Let's talk about Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I okay. Don't listen often, and um, I can. I will say, like, I don't listen to the whole thing, but I've heard it's very sweet, and I like it a lot. So. Yeah. Oh, thanks. We You're love too kind. it, and we love having guests on our show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks for coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we just start off by talking a little bit about? Um, well, at what age did you start separating the time between the two homes? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a bad question? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the way you phrased it made me laugh. Yeah. Um, so I got divorced when I was seven, so okay. it mm-hmm. doesn't really affect me. Like, it's not, like, sad to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, honestly barely remember. Uh, so that started pretty immediately, but my hometown is one square mile, so... No matter what, um, they wanted to keep me in like same, like the same school district, so they were never super far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids like their dad would move to like another state. Um, oh god! Or like they would live on like opposite sides of Wisconsin, and they would be like driving like like carrying all their crap, and like I just never had to deal with that. Like I could like walk from my mom's house to my dad's house, which was really nice. Um, mm. But it does like you insinuated come with a bunch of stuff we can get into. Yeah. So where, just to clarify for the viewers at home, where are you from? Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's, when you're in a, in a radio show with a close friend. Um, <laughs> I am from Shorewood, Wisconsin. 
it's a small suburb. New York Times called it Milwaukee's most liberal suburbs. So, yeah. <laughs> I went there for a wedding last year. She did? She's yeah, with of stickers. No, there was lots of, you know, those stickers that are just like, one line is like, it's like, in this house we believe yes. science is real. Yes. Like, oh, lives, yeah. like, you know, those really long signs. That's my whole That was thing. in every What's single yard. Shorewood. Shorewood. Shout okay. out. It's adorable. It's, it's a quite cute That's little town. Sweet. Divine. So you're so you were always able to walk from your mom's house to your dad's house. Yeah. Um if you had to. It was like I remember it was awkward in the beginning or like briefly I had I moved into like a stepdad's house and so just like the moments of like obviously like they're divorced, like they're not in love and like sometimes there was maybe some tension. Mm-hmm. So just like mm-hmm. getting dropped off by my dad and like them making eye contact like through the door was mm-hmm. like ugh. And yeah. I'm like 13, like on my Game Boy, it's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So like that was definitely an in-between moment where I was like, other kids don't have to do this. And like, mm. this kind of sucks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, just like the shuffling, it's so, it's so like minute, but honestly, just like making sure you have like the correct amount of like clothes at your mom's versus your dad's house. And just like the dumbest stuff is it builds up to the point where like it can get really stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you spending like equal time at both? Yeah. So you really did have to have like. Yeah. Wait. I I actually haven't thought about this in forever. You just like uncovered a memory for me. I like saw. Sorry if this is too deep, but I saw mm-hmm. like a child psychologist because that's just what they do when like your parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like she asked me a series of questions, and from then like the psychologist was like, okay, you should spend like X amount of time with your dad and X amount of time with your mom. Wow. But looking back, that's like kind of not okay because like I'm like seven, like I don't, like I remember they were like, oh, what activities do you have to do with your mom? And I was like, I mean, you're seven, you identify with the same sex parents. So I was like, we cook, like we like laugh and like watch her. Like, I don't know, I was seven. And I obviously didn't have much in common with my dad, a 66 year old man. Um, So like I originally spent less time with him, but as I got older and gained autonomy, I was kind of like, I'm doing what I want. And my parents luckily were both like, we got that, we respect you. Like, you know, sleep wherever you want, do whatever you want. Well, I guess that point of the, third party would just to be like a given impartial um, yeah which is really important Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was basically an even split anyways but it was just a little weird yeah it sounds weird sort of to have this person that like doesn't know you Mm -hmm. sort of decide that for you but I guess I don't know would it be would it have been weirder for like your parents to definitely (laughs) I think just like I'm lucky because I remember like girls there was actually like a lot of divorces in my school so Mm -hmm. like I don't know I knew a lot of the girls and like this girl would like come to the school like crying and like when we were like way too old like 14 15 and be like my parents are like talking like and saying mean stuff about each other like every day like I had a pretty like amicable split from them Mm -hmm. so like it wouldn't have gone bad but I can see how it could go really bad if Mm -hmm. they were to like hash it out themselves um, but yeah, it's I had autonomy at a pretty early age, and it was generally really chill. Yeah, um, I love them both. But my friend Will, you guys know Will Will Conover. Yeah. He, I don't want to speak for him, but I was just talking to him briefly about his parents separated when he was, I think, around the same age. He was in like second grade, third grade, I believe. Yeah. Um, and his dad moved literally three blocks away. Mm-hmm. And her, his parents are like still to this day like very good friends and like very good like parents together. They just divorced and like his dad is around his mom's house all the time um and i was like will like do, like like they're very like it's not i don't i don't i don't know i don't remember that the wording he phrased rare. it's in, it was very interesting yeah um but so basically he was just telling me how there was never like a sort of like custody agreement because their the relationship was so kind of like civil and understanding that will was able to just go to his mom's when he wanted to and go to his dad's when he wanted to Mm -hmm. was that the same for you kathleen that's amazing um it wasn't originally but i kind of made it that Mm -hmm. uh i just remember like some like weird vibes in the air for maybe like a couple years um but also when you're a little kid you're not exactly super self-aware either Mm -hmm. um but i would just say that it is pretty relaxed they're not friends like they don't talk but they're like polite to each other yeah and i think they both make a really big effort to not like talk badly about the other parent because like it has happened um and like luckily like not to a crazy degree but I know when it happens to a very intense degree, it can really like manipulate your child mm-hmm. and people just do, this doesn't happen to me, 
but people I've like just read some really horrible stories about like you know manipulating your like child's malleable mind into like hating the other parent or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. it's just so sad because yeah. of the competition between the yeah. two parents and yeah it's real it's definitely real mm-hmm. um but luckily I don't know I respect both my parents so much and like I think they both like grew from it too and I wouldn't want them to be together <laughs> well yeah. I was actually going to ask you like well, like, you said that when you were seven, you didn't have much, like, or you said you don't really remember no, it yeah. being, um, or, like, it do, it's not sad for you to talk about. But I wonder if you look at it differently now that you've, like, now that you're 21, 22, and you've... 22 know, on Friday. Hey, 22 on Friday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Hey, Saturday. Hey, Saturday. <laughs> Happy early birthday. I honestly forgot. <laughs> I, I was wondering, like, if you look at... I guess relationships differently now that you're grown and you said you have that autonomy and maybe have been in like a relationship um, (laughs) before. Some would say. (laughs) Uh, Amazing question, seriously. Um, So let me back up. Do I view relationships differently in general? Well, I just mean, no, 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 not like, I wouldn't wouldn't wanna say that like, that's affected the way that you look at relationships. I just mean like, do you look at the, your parents' relationships differently now that you sort of have like an understanding mm. of what it's like to like be in love and, or fall out of love or go through like a breakup or something like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when I was little, I was like, why don't they like each other? Obviously, mm. and I was just like, I was. It was obviously so selfish, and I was just like mad that like I was different than my friends, um, and like it's just so funny like being basically an only child of like divorced parents you're just like I don't get why like I don't know I was just so silly um but now that I have like I would be upset that they like didn't like each other anymore and I thought that was truly like the end of the world Mm -hmm. but now being in a really interesting relationship and also just like men in general whoa um (laughs) I can totally see like why like I can I can just see myself doing everything they did and I honestly hold no grudges about it like I don't know. I'm just really happy about that because I feel like when I was younger, even like 15 or 16, I would still be like, I remember that time when like this parent like said something kind of snappy about this other parent in the car. And like, I don't want to hear that. Like that hurts my feelings. But love is so strong and they loved each other so much that they had a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like if I'm saying these thoughtful things in my mind about somebody that I just normal loved, if you love someone and if you have a kid and they break your heart or like something happens like whew, I don't know yeah so I forgive and I respect them well I asked just because um I think we're at this age now um where we're starting to see our parents we're starting to see our parents flaws mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of people will say that like, <laughs> yeah we talked about this in like yeah, our first show sort of um like growing out of adolescence and entering into like young adulthood you sort of see your parents as you don't see them as like perfect anymore and I love my parents so much but you sort of look at them as people and not as these like role models anymore um, who can do no wrong and so I just wonder if that's and and with that comes a better sense of empathy so I I was wondering just in terms of that like yeah which I I think you answered but I was just I mean so much it's so complex right there's Mm -hmm. so much more to say um I would say as I grow older and think about like their relationship and how they are Mm -hmm. um it's nice now that I'm older I can have a real relationship with my dad before it was just like a seven-year-old girl and like a 66 year old man living together alone Mm -hmm. like so weird yeah now that I'm older I mean we bonded through that like he's amazing but um I think now I see like he is such a peacemaker and like he has only yelled at me in his life once. Yeah. And it's in Your dad is the sweetest. I know. Man. It's like not normal. It. Like I'm I'm not sure. Um <laughs> it's not normal. And my mom, on the other hand, is like whoosh, about like so many things yeah. will go off on you. And so, you know, as I grow older and I again have a relationship or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah. No. Like, never mind. I, I wouldn't have wanted those people to be together. Yeah. And like this is actually good because there's lots of people either like I know one of our close friends, her parents got divorced much later when she was like 16. Mm -hmm. Those ones are so much worse because the parents stayed together Mm -hmm. even though because of the kid. Right. And because they're like, oh, like she needs this. But you don't need that. I mean, I can probably understand why you would think that, like why you would think to stay together. Um, I I just I, I just think we are raised in this society that believes like marriage is like the end all be all and mm. everyone you know grows up and gets married and has kids and everything and so growing up I never questioned like oh you know 
why would people get divorced? Like, why can't they just get along or whatever? <laughs> um, and now, like, after having gone through breakups, yes. I'm like, the worst. of course, like, of course people do. And I can't imagine, like, having, you know, all that baggage that you have through a marriage or whatever. But um, I can understand it a bit better. So that's why I asked. Yeah. And just to go back to what you said earlier, Aaron, we talked about this on the first episode, but, like, I think like you were talking about as we grow older when we reach that age and where Kathleen you said you were able to realize that like your parents just don't work together like I don't know how to pinpoint that point in your life when you like just completely not you don't de-parent your parents but you just humanize your parents in a way that you humanize your friends your peers you know people Mm -hmm. your age um and I mean I think like that usually for me definitely a turning point was like when I had my first like glass of wine with like my parents or something you know what I mean or like when my like stuff like that that you thought like breaking down that third wall I I started noticing it when I started uh, relating to like adult characters and TV shows rather than (laughs) characters that's so Um, yeah I was like oh that's an issue that I face as well yeah weird Um, I have a more serious take I think give it to me yeah not to get too deep I Hmm. think my first moment was when like one of my parents like either like made a decision or like acted in some way where I was like that's not right or like mm. that's really not okay mm-hmm. and like I see you yeah for me that was a moment where I was like wow like I disagree with this person and like I'm independent of them and like just because and I can't my, be manipulated into believing yeah, it's the yeah, right yeah, thing yeah, right like mm-hmm. I will stand up for myself and just because you're my mom or my dad doesn't mean that you get to be right right so I don't know I think it involves like they're like gods to us for so long totally as they should be like because they're all we know from ages like zero to like six i mean and we're we're i i mean i can speak for myself i'm very blessed in having my the parents that i do and you know thankfully they are those gods to me (laughs) or they were those gods to me and the same um, so that's i mean i believe that's a good thing yeah but yeah i think and also just part of growing up is seeing your parents as equals and yeah understanding that they're people too right yeah I was actually just um, I read this book for class called The Dakota Winters by Tom Barbash and he came into our um, English class to discuss it and that was one of his um, sort of main pulls to write this novel was about like the relationship between father and son and how you start seeing like you start sort of taking care of your parents at certain points and this mm. these characters in his novel we're doing we're doing that for sure um so it's weird that we're talking about that now great book read it great guy shout out and um just to come full circle back to dating around on netflix oh, kathleen and i were talking <laughs> before the show about uh this girl who we what is her name anyways we're gonna call her gerky 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 so Gurki is this um, Indian woman who I said who kind of got like terrorized by this dude on a yes. blind date. And so she, one of the other dudes that she goes on a blind date with, he was also divorced mm-hmm. and they're like bonding over that. And um, and she's like, yeah, like I, th- I mentioned this last week when I was talking about Amy Poehler in her memoir when like she was talking about her divorce with Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. But so anyways, this girl Gurki, um, she's talking about her divorce and she's like, yeah, like whenever I tell people I'm divorced, like their initial reaction is always oh I'm so sorry and like Gurky is just like stop apologizing like I'm happier now I'm better now like you should be sorry that I was in that marriage <laughs> like uh, you shouldn't be apologizing for me my current happiness yeah of the marriage yeah um so yeah that's just it's it that's and I think that that's something that I definitely was not I mean Kathleen it seems like you were able to recognize it earlier because of your parents separation but that's not something i realized until like way later in life i I think think we're all guilty of it right yeah i don't know how to describe it but like even if like my friend goes through a breakup even if i know that like she or he cut it off i'll be like i'm so sorry and it's like "Mm, don't be sorry girl i know they made a good decision for them Um, right i told mary kate this earlier today sometimes uh, it's so normal to me to have divorced parents but sometimes people will like be extremely taken aback or be like oh my god she's like oversharing so hard if I just like casually drop it oh. in a conversationally relevant wow, story because they're so it's so like I don't know it's not exactly stigmatized but it's just like you assume it's like a broken home like right. it's so dramatic but it's really it's really not mm-hmm. um, and I think Will's family for example is a good testament to that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this like sad narrative right and usually honestly usually it's definitely for the better Mm -hmm. so I think it's a lot less sad than people think it is and I think that like it definitely gave me so many skills 
and like an ability to like speak up for myself for example if like those two aren't communicating enough mm-hmm. i don't know if we have time for me to tell this story Mary Kate knows for it, it, yeah. but i'm not sure if she remembers it mm. it's a really iconic story to me <laughs> um okay this is from a selfish like 11 year old's perspective so <laughs> just before i say it, i just want everyone to know I am mature now, and I would be grateful for this. Sorry, we've all done things when we're we've 11 that we're not things. Um, so, like, I just remember I was, like, 11 or 12, and I knew that my parents, like, were just straight up not talking to each other because one year they both took me on the exact same vacation to Niagara Falls, like, in the same summer. And, like, I just had no idea what to do because, like, you're, like, 12 or 13. Like, you have no, like, skills in, like, speaking up. Yeah. And so I remember, I just remember, like, my mom was, like, hey, like, this is a huge deal. Like, we're going to go to Niagara Falls. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then, like, maybe, like, three weeks later, my dad was like, hey, like, me and Paula were thinking about, like, going to Niagara Falls somewhere. And I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay. And so then I went to Niagara Falls, like, like maybe, like, four weeks apart in the same summer. And it was so funny. <laughs> oh and, like, God. I know, isn't that so, like, cringe, but also just <laughs> iconic. Um, and so then I think eventually they, like, put the pieces together. But I was like, that was just, like, a snap moment for me at, like, 12 or 13 where I was like, yeah, so like you guys like need to like kind of get it together because this is cr- crazy. You're like I cannot go to Niagara <laughs> Falls again. <laughs> it's you can not get away with a lot, probably oh, too. My God, I cannot go to Niagara Falls again. I don't know how you. many more trips I can take. <laughs> hey, Niagara Falls. Oh, that's no, a Wisconsin yeah, it's thing. So weird. That you <laughs> know, so specific. Um, no, it's, it's gorgeous. I just am like, what is what? So that was definitely like a funny moment to look back on and be like. You, that was really like weird and annoying at the time but also like Wait, that's I'm, really the start of like when I became independent which is like but that yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's a huge testament to like who you were as an 11 year old like <laughs> I think shout out well yeah but like well that's a really nice thing too not to like because your dad was the second parent to take you to Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, you take like two. didn't want to hurt his feelings and be like, I <sighs> went three weeks ago. <laughs> like, At the same time, though, it's it's such a wild situation. Um, and I don't blame my like little self for not having these skills. But like a mature me would be like, hey, so like weird that you guys didn't talk about this, but I actually already went. Yeah. So, like we can go again and I would still be happy. But like just know that obviously they didn't know that. So that was like the first time I had to like speak up for myself and be like, you two are acting like idiots and like yeah. get it together and so i think i actually said something to them which is like cuckoo to think about that's bold I, and also i was just like a fetus like what <laughs> so i, I just like, exited the womb as, as this zygote i was like yeah like <laughs> you guys need to like talk more and like they did like because i think that kind of like shook them um so i don't know i credit honestly that and the fact that i am an only child so it's i need a heard. lot of friends because like otherwise it's really boring um and so i credit those two things with like making me like a good communicator and making me someone who can have a lot of close relationships and i really value that so yeah that's that's shout out to my parents well because casey who we're going to be talking to next she's one of four kids wow Mm. um well and now she also has two more siblings step or no half siblings because her mom remarried those are hard um so yeah she's like one of six on her mom's side Mm -hmm. so she unlike like kathleen's experience is very unique because she's an only child and casey had three one older and two younger younger siblings to um go through hers with um but what what i was also gonna say was i can't remember this movie but like at one point there's this movie where these parents announce that they're getting a divorce and like their kids are like four or five years old and the kids' immediate reaction just goes, yay, two Christmases. Oh, that is a perk. Let me tell you. Yeah. From the other side. Also, shout out, you get two rooms and you get to like decorate them however you want. Oh, that's fun. So I don't know. I'm an interior design gal, so that can be really fun for me. There's lots of perks. Yeah. Um. Well... well Thanks so Thank you much so for much, sharing Kathleen. your story and for being open. Opening and up, yeah. yeah, you really did, and we appreciate it. So yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm seriously. <laughs> um, I'm going to just cut to a quick commercial break, and then mm-hmm. we'll be right back with our, our next guest. guest. Casey DiLoretto. Yes. So uh, just stick with us. This is the In Between with Aaron and Mary-Kate. Hey, guys. We're back. back. This is Aaron and Mary-Kate with the In Between, and we want to welcome... Our new guest, she's on Ox Two, Casey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is wild. So uh, Casey, well, I'm up there in Chicago. <laughs> quick backstory: Casey has been one of my really good friends since seventh grade. Um, grew up in so. the beautiful town of Reading, MA, together. Um, and Casey, actually, quick little tidbit: Casey has her own show. 
on um she goes to suffolk university in boston and she has her own show called wigging out that's on what nights is it on tuesday um monday actually monday you what yeah. time? you're at like five o'clock yeah six o'clock six o'clock east coast okay so five o'clock chicago time so yeah. to all of our radio deballers <laughs> okay wait what's the show about <laughs> so it's more of like a pop culture type um new show and we wear wigs in it so it's called wigging out you wear and wigs kind of Oh, yeah, we wear wigs. But <laughs> people say, like, why would you wear wigs on a radio show? It doesn't make sense. We Facebook Live it, so it does oh, make yeah. sense. I thought you were going to so say, because why not? <laughs> <laughs> that, too, why not? Mm. But so we just kind of talk about all stuff that's happening in the news. Not a lot of political stuff, which I heard you guys say you don't talk a lot about. Just I know. not something you want to get into. Yeah. We try not to just because it upsets me so much, yeah. but it's also but like so important. It's hard, it's hard to avoid it. It's impossible yeah, to avoid it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so Casey, <laughs> thank you so much for letting me call you in. Um, thanks for having me. It's an hour later for Casey, so thanks for staying up late to oh, talk wow. to us a whole <laughs> hour it's probably jet lagged yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, every, I, I know I've told both of you this but every time my dad visits me in Chicago every time we get to the hotel he always has to like go spread eagle on the hotel bed for like 45 <laughs> minutes before doing anything because he's like I'm so jet lagged <laughs> so my mom weird. and I are like dad the flight is an hour like, like it's an hour difference <laughs> like you're not jet lagged it's not even a time difference <laughs> it's not um okay so casey um as i told you so you were like when we were i kind of had this idea about wanting to talk about people who live in two different um Mm -hmm. homes and you were actually the first person that came to mind because i know that growing up you was it like it was like tuesday nights at 7 p.m was your like switch time right something like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my parents got divorced when I was in third grade, mm-hmm. um, and I was listening to Kathleen. She said hers was like a pretty like happy. It seemed mm-hmm. mine was kind of the complete opposite of that. It was kind of <laughs> like they were at each other's throats. And what you said is so true about how parents are very competitive. Mm-hmm. And I come from parents that are super competitive, so they always were wanting to be better than the other. Mm-hmm. And so like it was a very kind of like hostile environment but like it wasn't crazy but it was still like they still loved us and everything but they hated each other like Mm. over everything they loved us but in the root of it they hated each other so Casey sorry sidebar but Casey sent me a snapchat like a week ago and it's like it was like her dad on the phone with her mom and she was she was like oh my god my parents are actually talking for the first time (laughs) and like yeah so like (laughs) besides like up until a year ago they probably talked like three times and that's within like 15 or so years so it was kind of like that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was crazy and I have four immediate siblings so there was kind of like a lot of us kids mm-hmm. but the way they did it they obviously went through the courts and we got and both my parents each got 50 50 custody which I was very happy about because like I've always had a great relationship with my mom mm-hmm. and a great one with my dad mm-hmm. but at the end of that the way that they do the 50 50 I don't know if it was just our situation or the judge is it's a lot of switching like kind of every two or three days so the way it would go is like explaining it's a little confusing but like when you're living it 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 becomes like second nature so it would be we'll start on like a Sunday night at seven I'd go to my mom's until Tuesday night at seven then I'll go to my dad's until Friday night at seven Mm. then I'll go to my mom's until Sunday night at seven and then I'll go to my dad's until Tuesday night. So it's like each week was kind of like a flip-flopped versus having four days with one, three days. And then like the next week I'd have four days with the other one, three days with that one. Did, you, did they live far from each other? No, they both lived in Reading. So it was pretty like, like a five-minute like drive. Five minute, yeah, I was going to say yeah. five-minute drive. So it was nothing bad. But in the divorce agreement, it was said that they couldn't like move out of Reading till like the last one of us was 18 oh, wow. okay. so they wanted to like keep us together yeah but until like it was kind of like a like when you start like living kind of like the separate life like at the beginning it's obviously like a little difficult like 
having to bring your bags everywhere, then like having clothes in one place and clothes in another place. Mm -hmm. But then like with anything else, it just kind of becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. And like every once in a while, it'd be like, oh, I forgot my like algebra book at mom's. Can we go get it? Mm -hmm. And when you don't have a car, that's when it was difficult. But besides that, it kind of was just like, oh, I'm here and there. And the most difficult part though is like on Fridays after school, when you go to like, if we went to Natalie's house to like- 10 o'clock it's like I had all my stuff at my dad's mm. and then because like, your switch was at seven right? yeah so it was kind of like stuck in the middle with that but yeah. that's kind of like the backstory on that situation mm-hmm. so do you want to so how Casey has that changed since you've well a since you got a car but then B, since you're... You turned 18, right? Is Don't you get to choose at that point? Yeah. Like what you want to do? So, um, like, now that when you're... Well, Casey, well, she can tell you, but she lives... Um, so, she goes to school in Boston. Reading is about a 20 to 30-minute drive from Boston. And she lives in Everett, which is, like, I don't know, 15 minutes from Reading, Casey? 20 minutes from Reading? Yeah, like, 20 minutes Reading, um, from Reading. Like, when you want to go home for the weekends, you don't feel... Like, there's no, like, legal, like, distribution of your time that you need to follow anymore, right? No. Um, since, yeah, since 18, I don't think that there's like a legal thing. And, but since I have two younger siblings that mm-hmm. have followed the schedule while I was in college, they both were in high school or middle school, I would usually come back and just follow the schedule. Mm-hmm. One, because it was normal. And two, because like it would like tear my parents apart. Like if mm-hmm. I would ever like be at my mom's and during my dad's time, like, I could do it, but it would just, like, hurt my dad so bad or Mm -hmm. hurt my mom so bad that, like, I chose to be with the other, like, parent instead of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, most of the, like, decisions that, like, I would make is, like, you think more about, like, if it would hurt your mom and your dad. And not because, like, they were super sensitive, but, like, I tried to put myself in their shoes. And, like, if I felt like my daughter, like, hated me because they kept going to their moms, like, it would tear me apart. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would always try to be, like, I would lie too to a sense like oh I'm at my friends I'm not at mom's just to try to like like save him a little bit if I just wanted to hang out at my mom's when like usually you make decisions with like out of convenience it's like oh like my mom says closer to like one of my friends house like I'm just gonna go there instead but to them it's like oh you want to go with them because you like them better oh but yeah having kind of in a tough position yeah yeah it does it always like made you overthink like the decisions you made yeah but like it wasn't like it wasn't like a decision that like happened often but going back to like the car like having a car is like it changed the game because like (laughs) if you did forget something like quick like drive to get it or if like you just want to escape one of the houses and didn't want to go the other one you could just like drive and not worry about it but without the car it was kind of like oh mom will you drive me here like to dad's i forgot this and they like obviously got annoyed at points with it yeah i'm so envious that you had a car to drive around in mm-hmm. i am um, famously didn't yeah, know how to drive until i was like 18 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> are you from the city or you just didn't I don't know, know what's wrong with me casey i don't um i no I she's from the it. suburbs of milwaukee I'm, yeah, um, <laughs> just from the most liberal the most liberal supple in the world I, um, I oh know. that's what's up <laughs> i just want to say i connected so much to everything you were saying and like you actually when you were talking you like uncovered random stuff that i completely forgot about like the switch times i completely forgot that was a thing but i totally oh yeah um and also like i would uh like it would just be like who has like the snack i want today like that was truly (laughs) Mm -hmm. it wasn't that deep but i mean i can't imagine especially since your parents who were saying so competitive so cutthroat that must have been so hard for you i'm so sorry that's no, no, it's really it's fine, but like Casey, I, like, Casey took it like a champ. Well, <laughs> every no, champ no, has like, their weak spot. It really wasn't like, it really wasn't like a volatile though. Like describing it, it sounds like oh my god. Mm. Like, but like after like I'd say like a year, it's like that was like normal. Like my parents didn't talk. They drop us off at the corner. We'd walk to the house. Like just the little things, and like the only things that would get annoying is like paying for things. Like I don't know if it was the same and like other situations but it's like that was like the most like biggest like kind like of, who like, to ask for money yeah, for dinner mean? is that what you mean well like for like sports and like a prom oh. dress and this and that oh, like wow. my dad would be like i paid for this your mom needs to pay for this and like yes. vice versa and so it always came down to like all right like i don't know who paid for the most all i want is just my new soccer cleats <laughs> like it's not <laughs> a big of a deal and both of them had the money to do it 
but they just didn't like they didn't want like to be paying for everything if that made sense politics of it and like the like it's like yeah my parents were still in the the funniest thing about it too is that like to this day both my parents were always like and we never put you guys in the middle and i'm always sitting Mm -hmm. there i'm like are you I'm like you guys didn't speak we, we were like your message people how didn't you yes. put us in the middle yeah, like mm-hmm. they dropped you off at the That's corner so funny. <laughs> like, literally, literally and this reminds me of our friend our other friend at DePaul Grace um her parents have been divorced I th- since like 16 or something like that like a little bit I don't That's know a rough one. but she so right now her older sister is in the process of getting married she's engaged and like she so Grace's older sister's parents are divorced because Grace's parents are divorced. And then Grace's older sister's fiance's parents are divorced. So they're trying to figure oh out the money between God. four parents God. right now. Never. Or no, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, se- eight people because <gasps> two sets oh of four God. sets of couples. Um, Just don't And do they it. all, Casey, yeah. like similar to your situation, like they do not, like they don't get along as far as Grace has told me. And so they're oh like God. right now, like in a lot of tiffs about like, like Grace's Grace's was ta- and I were talking about and they're like let's just pay like equally like someone pays for the venue someone else pays for the dress someone else blah 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 whatever and it's just like I don't know I guess it's like causing a lot of issues just mainly because they don't like communicate and now they have to and oh. and I know Grace's sister is getting really frustrated with it and as is Grace and her other younger sister yeah, I can't imagine um, that is but the so one funny. thing that I feel like it taught me out of it is like no matter how much like because my parents never like meant like any like 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 didn't mean to ever put like the weight on us and i don't think that they noticed because both of them came from like situations where their parents were together their like entire lives Mm -hmm. so like when you're not in the situation i feel like they didn't notice the little things and like Mm -hmm. they would never like done anything on purpose but like going through that like no matter what if i get married who knows (laughs) (laughs) no matter what my husband does like i would always like keep everything like never talk about like one parent to the children because like it's hard to hear that like someone talks crap about your dad even if it's coming from your mom you know yeah yeah totally i feel like yeah and it like like we were talking earlier about how when we got to that point with our parents when we like like they're humanized and they're like there's although mm-hmm. we'll always be our parents and we'll always love them as our parents and see them as our parents but like you get to a point with them when you turn like 18 or 21 or whatever you can like actually talk to them about stuff that you would talk to your friends about and it yeah. seems like Casey like you probably had that kind of like third wall broken down a little earlier just because you saw your parents treating each other as people um, and how other people treat other people and not just how mom is supposed to treat dad type thing yeah and like I feel like you I would get so defensive but then it's like you're also it's like you're getting mad at your mom for your dad it was kind of like a weird dynamic but like with time though like I feel like it has healed a lot and like Mm -hmm as I, you said with the Snapchat, like they've been talking yeah. more and I feel like <laughs> it took that long for them to like heal their wounds and like yeah. they're hurt. Right. But since, and like maybe us growing up too, but they, it's been, it's been like a good change. So yeah. like, this is something I thought would never happen. So like, I'm just standing off to the side and just letting them text yeah. every once in a while. And yeah. Hope and that how... they get back together. I'm just kidding. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> <see> the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> When you but, said texting, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're texting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. Um, <laughs> hi, Casey. How did it feel? Well, so, you, so you're so you the second oldest, but like even mm-hmm. then, did you ever feel like you kind of had to be a role model for um, Riley and Corey, Casey's younger siblings, at all yeah. during that process? I felt like it was more so like, wow. Because I feel like, I'm trying to think, like the divorce probably ended up taking like, a year and a half or maybe a little bit longer than that like the whole yeah. process maybe two years and I feel like during that you like try to take on like a leadership role mm-hmm. and like when it came to my mom's house it wasn't really in that sense but then to my dad's it was like the single dad like he was just both parents like during a divorce like you don't plan for that you're just kind of thrown into it yeah. so he went from like being his like mama's boy to my mom taking care of him to him having to raise like four kids like on his own so like I felt I found myself more doing like motherly things and Mm -hmm. like making lunches and little things like that Mm -hmm. and being more of like that type of figure in that house but then it was also a weird dynamic because my dad's like more of a strict type guy my mom's more of an easygoing so together in one household it's like a good balance but then when you separate them it's like 
I went from my dad's house, which was these strict rules, to my mom's house for three days, which were these laid-back rules. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a weird, like, adapting to where you are, knowing what you could get away with. Yeah. And you're, like, two different versions of you. Like Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, like, that's what we found ourselves doing. And I feel like our our relationship as siblings, we found it different in each household, too. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like the commonality just between the two stories that I've heard today is sort of the ideas of um, kind of learned empathy from a really young age. You you have to be empathetic of your parents. And then also you just have to like learn these new roles that you're put into. So I guess like how adaptable kids can be, which is a good thing and, you know, could be considered a sad thing. But you guys are obviously two great people. So you Mm -hmm. came out all right. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just seems like that's you know and i'm brought back to this is so cheesy but this line in the song never grow up by taylor swift when she's like (laughs) she's like it's like i don't know the exact wording but it's basically like don't make your when you're going to the movies with your friends when you're 15 don't make your mom drop you off around the corner like just remember that as you get older she's getting older too um it just like breaks my heart (laughs) (laughs) because it's so true because it's like as yes you're getting older and your values are changing and you know what have you but like your parents as your life is going on so is your parents it's like your parents like i think at some point like we come to a point where it's like oh our parents aren't staying the same age forever our parent our parents aren't always going to be like those parents that i i like i feel like there was a point in time where i just thought my mom was like eternally 40 years yes, old yes. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was eternally 40 years old like that's just the parent stereotypical parent age and then mm-hmm. i was like and their lives don't stop just because they have kids like yeah. their lives are still going and yes like there was a point in life when like sure my mom gave birth to me and my brother where I'm sure like we were the her, the center of her world and like I'm sure that we still are deep in her heart but it's like like she has a life too my dad has a life too and like just because I don't know like you know it no, just, I, it's hard as a kid to I think I think at a, uh, it comes to a point where I honestly don't think that I realized that until I like I like we were talking about getting to this like turning point of like I don't know 18 years old 21 years old where you're like our parents are still living too and are still going through things yeah too. I mean my parents are now empty nesters and they're mm-hmm. they're feeling it <laughs> I mean and it's so, such a weird thing from like yeah Aaron's so also one of four Casey do, yeah oh. I have two I have one younger sister and two older brothers oh, but yeah okay. so yeah I don't know but mm. their lives continue on, you know? They're Life still... doesn't stop for anybody. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. How selfish of us to be like, we are the center of their world. Right? Like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, thank Casey. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I hope that all made sense. Oh, oh it totally did. Yeah. Like yeah. a jumbled like, explanation of like and, 15 like, years. And <laughs> of, exactly. There's no way that you could possibly put into 20 minutes of talking like what you went through in 15 years and all the complexities of that um the good thing is like out of the end of it i feel like i've formed a great relationship with each parent even if it's not together it's like right separately totally and casey that's something i've always admired about you too i feel like you have very different really it's uh, casey just like real like she really really impresses me with because she has such close relationships with both her mom and her dad but casey they're so different but they're 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 still so like beautiful Mm -hmm. like i don't know how else to explain it but i'm just like how do you do i always always has baffled me how you've been able to do that um and it ain't easy (laughs) 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 oh my gosh all right. Well, we're going to close out the show here. Casey, I'll keep you on. Kathleen, I'll keep you on. We'll all say goodbye together. Um, okay. Thank you for all in. for tuning in to The In-Between. With Aaron. And Mary-Kate. We'll be back next week. We got a great show planned for you. <laughs> um, so tune in same time, same, same place. place. We will talk to you then. We'll see you then. Thanks for our guests. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.